Welcome back to The Comic Dudes, a podcast about comic books and comic book-related things. Uh, if you've been around for a while with us, you might remember in uh, year one of the podcast, we did an episode called Death of the Comic Convention. And uh, I went pretty hard at some of the larger cons and even some of the smaller regional cons that have... Uh, and San Diego is a great example of this, but they've really leaned more into pop culture movies tv funko pops like we've left the comic book behind a little bit in some cases in my opinion and it's not it's not a a dynamic that i'm super comfy with uh as a as an old time comic collector so very recently uh, i was fortunate enough to attend this year's new york comic con it was actually two weeks ago um my girlfriend and i went and spent five days in new york city um one of those days was spent at the Javits Center at New York Comic Con 2023. Uh, it's a convention that Matt and I have both gone to before. We've gone to together and uh, one that we absolutely loved. And this episode, we're just going to talk about my experience at New York Comic Con this year. And I think it'll probably tie back to that old episode as well. So if uh, you were not around then and you want to go and get a little primer for this discussion and get some background on how Matt and I kind of feel about the, the modern comic book convention. You can go back and listen to that episode and then come back to this one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been some time obviously since, uh, when did we go like 2014, 2015? I want to say I think 2014 maybe? was the last year that I went. And that was the year that you and I drove down there from Syracuse and stayed with Paul. I was going to say 20, 2014 sounds about right. So, yeah. I mean that at the time, well, that years. was the first, I know. That was the first, like, I'd gone to some smaller conventions. Um, that's not true. I did go to a C2, not a C2E2, a Wizard World Chicago, which was, like, a legitimate convention as well, too. Um, but that was my first really big, like, convention experience. So, yeah, I was I mean, just curious. the second you, biggest comic convention in the U.S. Yeah. So, for you, like, you've gone to way more conventions. I mean, you go to, like, Dallas Comic Con and stuff like that, like, did you still get that feeling stepping into New York Comic Con? Did you get have those like Comic Con jitters when you like showed up and like back in the day they had all the advertisements? I'm sure it's probably similar for the new shows and products that are coming out. But like, did you still have that? Were you like super pumped to go, or is it just like ah, this is like a thing to do? I was just curious. So um, there's multiple ways to answer that question. So okay. let me start by we 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 had Thursday passes and. The last okay. time you and I went, Thursday was a shortened day. It was only yeah. from like 4 until 10 p.m. or something. Okay. Now, Thursday is the first full day. It starts at 10 a.m., goes until 8 p.m. Okay. So we got there before 10 a.m. We wanted to be there early to kind of get, you know, near the front of the, the line queue. And um, the the entrance was not great. So everyone was waiting outside. They, we didn't know what door to go to. There wasn't really anybody directing us to a specific door when they finally did say hey not these doors those doors you know hundreds of people are trying to like walk down to this new set of doors to line up again and then while we're standing there waiting new york comic-con employees were coming out of the doors and like making announcements but they didn't have like a megaphone or anything to project their voices with so unless you're standing directly in front of them you couldn't hear what they were saying anyway and they did end up opening the doors a few minutes late so the the pre-entrance part of day one of New York Comic Con 2023 wasn't super great. 
But once the doors open and we got in there, man, it was exactly as okay. it was every other time I've gone to that convention. You know, you're in this massive convention center at the Javits Center in, in New York City. And uh, there's there's huge booths right when you walk in. You, know, you first enter the show floor. And they typically have some really big, flashy, like exhibitor booths, not vendor booths. Um, it's a really big sort of punch in the face presence. They have the big banners hanging up. They didn't have a ton of movie and TV stuff because of the the strikes happening right now. That, yep, that was fun. Um, okay. So that stuff was a little limited this time. Um, and even actors that were in attendance were not allowed to speak about any of their current works because of the strike. They could only talk about old stuff or okay. non actor related stuff huh interesting yeah how was the image booth was the image booth like right up front because like that that was the one that like stood out to me so it it wasn't in fact um i didn't get to see a lot of those exhibitor booths because of the way that we walked the show floor um it was set up very similar to the last time we were there um but some of the exhibitor booths in the middle we just skipped over because there were some line queue issues for some booths that there's just like people lined up in walkways and we just sort of avoided that whole section because i knew there wasn't anything that i was going to be buying from those exhibitors anyway okay we went we saw the marvel booth there was no dc booth that i could find (laughs) if there wasn't a booth i never saw it i'm not surprised i did find the the alien books slash valiant entertainment booth yeah dude yeah so you back, baby. You guys went for how many days is it even now? I don't even know. Four. Four. Was was one day sufficient? Or did you feel like you could have like no. would you have liked no? Well, so yes and no. I I mean I knew going into it we were only gonna spend a day there, so I yeah, did everything you... that I absolutely wanted to do that day. But it's three floors of convention. Okay. There's the the main level, which is all the exhibitor and vendor booths. Then there's Artist Alley upstairs, and then downstairs is all of the panels and stuff. But there's also, there's like a gaming area set up. There's a family yeah, was... area. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of things to do at this convention. And you, the only way to do everything is probably to do multiple <laughs> days. I'd say three. I'd yeah. say two is probably enough to just do all the things you want to do without being rushed or feel like you have to stay like on task at all times. If you're looking to go to Artist Alley and get commissioned work done, um, you probably need three or four days, and you better have one of those days be the first day, because a lot of those commissions, if they're not doing like quick on-the-spot sketches that you take with you, yeah, then you have to come back and get a commissioned piece of art. You're probably gonna have to go back after a day or two because a lot of the more prominent artists, you know, they get a lot of commission requests, and it takes time to draw. And they're at the convention all day. So they're doing this in the hotel, you know, after 8 p.m. or 6 p.m. or whenever they're leaving their booth and between the next morning when they go back to their booth. Can you imagine that? that that's got to be some pressure. That's got to be a whole different life. I mean, like going would, back you know, a lot like... of the a lot of the really popular artists are, are not doing taking a bunch commission of work all the time or they're doing they have limited commission slots. They, they know what they can produce in that amount of time. And that's it. Once those slots are filled, like no more. I mean, Ryan Otley was there this year. He wasn't doing any commission. He was just doing signings. He didn't do any commission art this time. 
was going to say, did you get a commission, an Otley commission? <laughs> I was going to, but he wasn't doing commissions. He he was only doing signings, and he was splitting his time between his booth in Artist Alley and the booth that was selling his mystery box. That's awesome. Uh, what was the vibe like with your with your girlfriend there? Like that's that's got to be kind of a different vibe. And like, is, I don't. I mean, I've engaged with her that much. Is she into that kind of stuff, or is that like? An... She's not a comic book person. Okay. Um, but the vibes were immaculate. Uh, wow. she's, she's a very, she's a very supportive and positive person. And there you go. even going into it, she kept saying, I'm just your assistant. I'm, I'm holding the comic books while you're looking <laughs> through boxes. Like you just tell me what you need me to do. and I'm going to do it. I'm just here to support you. And I was, I, a lot of the time I was like, I, no, like, don't like, you're not yeah. my assistant. Like you're my girlfriend and I love you. And we're going to enjoy this day together. Like you're not on the clock right now. And that's just, I mean, that's her personality. Um, she's just very much, um, she, she wants to support the people that she loves and she wants to be there to help them in any way that she can. And, uh, and there were times I took her up on the offer of being the assistant, you know, she, she'd have to hold some Ninja Turtles books while I was rooting through long boxes. Um, but yeah, man, she had a great time. It was the first big convention she's ever gone to. I I should say great time is relative because, a lot of this was her just sort of taking in the culture, right? Like this yeah. is the thing that she's used to or that she's seen before. So, yeah. Um, but that's one of the great things about the big conventions is that there really is something for everyone. You know, we saw like these really elaborate um, transformers robots that are voice activated in command and also like on an app have commands and like, they were doing all kinds of crazy. Optimus Prime dropped down and was doing push-ups. Um, he transformed into a into his truck form. Um, he was doing like spin kicks and stuff, like cool stuff like that. You just won't see at, at a convention. She even got some stuff for herself. There's, you know, yeah, they always have the booths at the conventions that are selling T-shirts. Yeah, and they always do deals. You know, two for forty-five or whatever. So, I found a shirt I liked. She found a Twilight shirt that she really liked that was done in like you know, 70s grindhouse style movie poster t-shirt, but Twilight. So she picked that up. Um, so yeah, it was a good time, man. It's a good time. I'll carry your books. All I got to say to that yeah, is she did say that she would go back. She would go to another convention. And she's been to the, some of the small regional conventions with me here already. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. I'll face it, Tiger. You hit the jackpot. That's all I got to say did. to you about that. I really did. I really did. Uh, I, I I couldn't be any luckier. So you kind of you talked about it. I was just curious, like with things like in strike mode, so that the the actors they could only talk about previous projects. Like, was there less of a presence because that was a big presence when we were there? Um, I was like you said they they could only talk about previous work, not things they're working on or upcoming works. Was there a decline in that or like no? It didn't not, look like anyone pulled out. That, that i saw but i'm again i'm not you're not, I'm not like the guy that's going yeah. for like celebrity yeah. photo op gotcha. so i didn't pay super close attention I, I think the biggest name i think chris evans was there okay and he he followed through with doing his his photo session um and a lot of others did the same i don't think anyone pulled out gotcha but i would imagine that some of the panels potentially suffered but con is so it's so densely attended that if you want to go to the really good panels, you have to show up before the convention opens and then run to the line queue for where that panel is happening 
and probably just stand there all day to make sure you get a seat inside the room that the panel is happening in. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do anything else at the convention. You really have to commit to that kind of stuff. And I, that my mission was not to attend panels. My mission was to get some comics this year and get that um, that Ryan Otley mystery box. So you were that was that was my thing. So I was like, is there anything specific you're hunting? I know you're always on the grind for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mirage stuff. Uh, was there anything you, you you talked about this mystery box? Like, what is that? And like, like what what were the objectives? Because we had. We had like definitely had objectives when we went. We were like a yes. SEAL team. We all like, all right, if you see this, like call me or take pictures and send me. Like, I uh, was just curious how the hunt went. Yeah. So they had over 60 comic book vendors. Okay. So my time was absolutely spent going and asking every single one of them <laughs> do you have Eastman and Laird Mirage Ninja Turtles comics? Do not give me IDW comics. I yeah. Want the, I want the old stuff. I want the good shit. Yeah. Um so objective number one was how many how many issues from volumes one, two, and three of the Mirage Ninja Turtles can I fill out? Yeah. And uh I only need I, I spent a couple hundred dollars on TMNT comics there. Yeah. Um I only need two more issues for volume one. Oh and gosh, I think two so more close. issues for volume two. Volume three needed a few more than that. I think I need probably ten or fifteen, maybe twenty. Um, but I got quite a few. I got a, I got another print of number two. I got a third print of number two. I already had a second print of number two. I didn't have a first print of number two because it's thousands of dollars. Yeah, because they're always slapped, and you know how that goes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was a primary objective was, um, can I get some Ninja Turtle stuff? Secondary objectives were anything just cool and collectible related to Ninja Turtles and or G.I. Joe, Transformers, you know, my big properties. Property, There's no invincible yeah. stuff that I need other than that mystery box. Um, I did get the last remaining quarter scale NECA TMNT figure from the live action movies. I didn't have Shredder yet, so I oh. got me a Shredder. So that's done. That's complete. And then uh, I also, this is a new one. Um, have you heard of G.I. Joe Classified? The Classified line of figures? Are they, they're like newer guys, but they're like super detailed and intricate and all that. Yeah, yeah they're six-inch figures. They're, six they're awesome. figures. Yeah, so I, I made the decision before that convention that I was going to start collecting those too. So I was looking for some, some bargains on those while I was there too. Did Dude, not find any. Didn't buy any of those. They're so cool. That's such They're a cool so line. Cool. Yeah. Like, and then the the Otley mystery box. That was yeah, one what of the is coolest that, things yeah. that I got. So it was uh, he had announced via Instagram that he was going to have an exclusive reprint of Invincible Number One with a new cover that he drew that would only be available at New York Comic Con, and it was only okay. available from his booth or from this booth that was selling comic mystery boxes and his mystery box contained that issue number one and then you would get four other ryan otley variant covers from either invincible or his other works okay they were all signed all the issues were yes oh man okay and then one in 17 would also have a ticket where you'd win an additional ryan otley piece of something uh graded copy of an issue of Invincible, 
some original art, another variant cover that's signed, lots of different things you could win. I didn't get one of those, but um, I was happy just getting the box. I, my my additional stuff, I got um, an Invincible number 16 with a Battle Beast variant cover. You know I, you know I love that. For you, yeah. Um, and then the, the other things were I got two Hulk variants and an Amazing okay. Spider-Man variant, um, and he signed all those. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know that that number one was guaranteed in that box. So that's like that's cool. And then you're just yeah. getting some Otley art too. So that's that's and signed. That's that's pretty cool. And they were limited to I think 250 or 350 boxes, and that's it. It's, and they're only available at the con. Did you get any like cert- certificate or anything, or was there like CGC no or not that? No, no coda. Okay, okay. But if um, you were gonna, if you wanted to get this stuff graded. Um, the people running that booth were CGC employees, and they all saw him sign everything. So, I would imagine if you're going to do a CGC grade, you could say, "Hey, I got these at New York Comic Con," and they could provide a coda at that point. But I don't know yeah. how all that stuff works, so don't quote me on that. Got you. So, what were like? What kind of was? Were things like? Well, things were probably more expensive, but were they like crazy out of line, or do you feel like prices were good when you were hunting? For comics, yeah, prices were like, prices were reasonable. They were reasonable. Um, okay. Yeah, it's not like anything got jacked up just for the convention not any more than they do at any other convention. You know, there there's actually there's this there's a box set of Ninja Turtles action figures that's um, like Mirage Volume One inspired action figures. Okay. And at Cowtown Comic Con, we actually went to that before we went to New York Comic Con this year. We went to that here. There was a vendor that had those boxes. He had them. It's a it's two boxes for the whole set. Okay. So there's four four figures in each box. So you get two turtles and like two foot soldiers in the box. And uh, he had them tagged at a hundred bucks each. And the guy was like, oh, "I've had these forever. I'll let them go for seventy five a piece." And I was like, oh, "I'll think about it." And I was like, "If he's," I told my girlfriend as soon as we walked away. I was like, "If he was willing to." I didn't even ask about the boxes. He was just like, oh, I'll knock it down in price. I was like, there's no way that that's a reasonable price because he was way too willing to give me a deal yeah. without even having to ask. Yeah, you didn't have to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Some multiple vendors with the same boxes at New York Comic Con, one was selling them for 45 bucks each. So, yeah. you know, there's some stuff there that was like priced below. Just depends. You know, it just depends on who's selling it, man. Yeah. Just depends. I feel like you're like, kind of you kind of spoiled your girlfriend going from like that place that was in like an abandoned mall or whatever i can't remember what you said and then you jump up to new york comic-con it's kind of hard to it was in uh it was in an old victoria's secret (laughs) inside of a shopping mall that's like on its way out the door (laughs) the dying mall you've come a long way you've come so here's the thing we've we've gone since that first one we went to yeah, we went to another small con that was like just okay. Yeah, um, then we went to Dallas Comic Con, aka Fan Expo, this year. Okay, so that, she I, saw a large convention, but yeah, she been over. Dan- Dallas Fan Expo is not a comic book convention. It is like it's pop culture and movies and TV and celebrity photo ops and panels, and they also have some comic books there too. But it's definitely not a comic convention. Um, Cowtown, and then we went to another one here called Retro Palooza. Those were both like more comic book focused conventions. 
So she got to see some, she got to step up into like what New York Comic Con is like, but no one's prepared for New York Comic Con yeah, the first time. Can. You can't prepare for that. It's massive. I agree. And you got, you, you flew, obviously. So you were, you did. You were trying to be conscious of how much you brought back. Very, somewhat strategic, right? I, I'm assuming, like, I mean, it didn't stop me from buying a yeah. two foot tall shredder action figure. <laughs> I was like, this man's gonna buy half the GI Joe declassified line, trying to catch up. Like, we had a plan, dude. We had a plan. We were we were ready to buy another check bag and put it yeah, all in there if, if we had to. to. We were yeah. ready. No, it's that's there, good I stuff. have, dude, for the GI Joe classified figures, man. I got a spreadsheet with median <sighs> price and high low prices. I wasn't buying nothing if it wasn't at or below the median. Bro, I might have to chase some of those with you. Like not, I'm not gonna get crazy ones, but I'm, I've, I've, I might have to look at look into these. It's so brutal, man, because once those figures are gone, they're gone. They're and a lot it. of those are like Haslab or Hasbro Pulse exclusives. If you don't pre-order them through Hasbro.com, you're gonna be getting gouged on the secondary market. They're so damn, it's they're bad. So damn cool, but they are. No, man, I don't have a, I don't have a lot. I just had a couple questions. I wanted to see all your experience because, like, we honestly didn't even talk about it at all. So I was just like offline. So I was just seeing how much of a time, how how good of a time you had. And I know it's it probably a different, man. a different vibe with you know the girlfriend and me screaming and hollering at you that I need trade paperbacks. So I'm sure that was a <laughs> probably a little bit better of a vibe. But no, I had a blast when we went. Honestly, that was me that too, was man. I, I hope we get to go again someday. It'd be fun. We, to... we definitely should. But, to go round yeah. two on New York Comic Con. Um, I, I will agree. say it wasn't without its yeah, it was the negatives. Was, yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was so crowded, even for a Thursday. The The Wi-Fi there couldn't handle all the people that were trying to use it. And even cell reception, cell towers were a little overwhelmed. It was yeah. very difficult to get any service, which meant a lot of vendors were not able to take credit card payments because they couldn't <laughs> connect. So a lot of people... Where I heard I heard people saying, "Sorry, man, I can only do cash right now. Like I can't get anything to connect." I showed up with cash because I know how this stuff goes. Like I was yeah, ready you... to pay cash for everything if I had to, but yeah, it was uh, that was that was frustrating. The food situation—they had a bunch of like food vendors sprinkled throughout. A lot of those people were unprepared. They were just like, we went, we walked up to one at like eleven thirty, and she was like, "Oh, we're not open," and I'm like. Looks like like you have food. Like, yeah, we open at noon, and I was like, "You can't just sell something now." And like, no, we open at noon, and I was like, "Okay." And it was like, it was like a stadium food type of booth. They had like yeah. hot dogs, and you could do chili or chili and cheese. They had soft pretzels and something else. I forget what else they had there. So we walked around a little bit more. Then we decided, okay, now we're going to get food. There was like a little thing doing smoothies like around the corner from that. So my girlfriend wanted to get a smoothie. And I got in line to get us, um, like I was going to get her a pretzel and I was going to get me um, a hot dog with nacho cheese on it. So I finally get up there and I was like, okay, oh, I get a pretzel. Like, oh, we don't have any pretzels. <laughs> Mind you, same, it's like, this is the same spot. Place same spot. And then it's like, it's like 1230. Like, oh, we don't have any pretzels. We're out of pretzels. And I was like, did you ever have How pretzels? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> How are you out already? And I was like, okay, well, can I just get like, Two hot dogs, one with cheese. Like, oh, we don't have any cheese. I'm like, well, what do you have? Like, we can just do chili. You can do plain hot dog or chili dog. And I was like, just give me the plain hot dog. 
And of course, those hot dogs were like fucking eight dollars. Yeah, of course they were. Yeah, just it was a rough, it was a rough go to try to eat inside the Javits Center. It's like you think you're being pranked when you go through the like, everything. Yeah. Door. yeah, we don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have that either. <laughs> um, but other than that, there wasn't a ton of cosplay. We both expected okay. to see more cosplay. Um, Maybe not on a Thursday. We were there on Thursday, and like yeah. those people have jobs and. They couldn't come until like Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So maybe it was just the day that we went that it was yeah. low cosplay attendance. So we didn't see a ton of that. But man, overall, you know, multiple times throughout the day, I was just, I was so grateful to be at New York Comic Con. Afterwards, you know, I was, I was telling my girlfriend how satisfying it is to go to that convention. It's literally the best comic book convention that you will ever go to. I haven't gone to San Diego, but I've seen enough of San Diego coverage. I think I can say it is it is a pop culture convention and not so yeah. much a comic convention anymore. Dude, New York Comic Con. It's it's the the upper echelon of the comic book convention class. Um they execute it incredibly well for being in the most populated urban center in America. Um minor, minor complaints. If you have a chance to go to New York Comic Con, highly encourage you to do so. And if you've never gone before, it's worth saving up the money to fly to New York if you don't live there. Stay in a hotel in the city. Really experience New York City. Um, take a subway. Get some dollar fifty pizza slices. Or better yet, go to one of the Joe's locations and pay a little bit more for probably the best New York slice. And uh, really take in the city and all New York Comic Con has to offer. But if you can swing more than one day at New York Comic Con, I highly recommend doing that too. It's definitely a multi-day affair. Sounds good, man. Well, uh, I guess that's it. That's it. Any more questions for me? Yeah, you faced the firing squad. Very, he did very well and added even right. more than I expected. So get, get interviewed on my own podcast, right? I should interview you next time. I got to think of some things to interview you for. I don't do much of anything, so I think we'll, you're we'll in trouble. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I mean, uh, well, if any of you, today. <laughs> like, like, if anyone that listens to the podcast or watches the podcast has questions about new york comic-con you know you can comment them on the youtube video or you can tweet them to matt and i our twitter handles are in the description of the episode as well as my threads handle um this episode's probably going to come out around a month after new york comic-con actually happened so this might be a little bit of old news but also we're not talking about news we're just talking about my personal experiences here so it's probably timeless i don't know but hey if you dig it share it with a friend share it on instagram rate the podcast helps us grow um growth means we can keep doing the podcast we'd really appreciate that and we appreciate all of you that check us out regularly already so uh we'll be back soon maybe with an invincible episode or who knows what else we got up our sleeves um, but we'll have something for you soon until next time my name is dave and i'm matt take care of yourselves everybody bye-bye peace